please welcome to our morning show studios this morning an individual who is the leader of Urban League Twin Cities, President Steve Belton. He's here today on the heels of a huge report released by the Urban League. As a matter of fact, there's two reports, one on the state of black Minnesota and the other on ways to achieve racial equity in schools. The first one, the Black uh, Minnesota Report, is an impressive report, Doctor, featuring uh, a number of different uh, writers, uh, Dr. Rachel Hardiman, Artika Tyner, uh, Dr. Artika Tyner, I should say, uh, Shania Turner-Smith, uh, talking about wealth education from Dr. Ara Wharton-Beck, a uh, business from Dr. Bruce Corey, Faith with Reverend Dr. John Robinson, Stephen Belton, what does all of this mean when this report comes together? What is the message being conveyed? Well, good morning, uh, Freddie Bell and Chantel Sings. Uh, it's always good to wake up in the morning, as the song says, Freddie Bell in the morning, Chantel in the morning. <laughs> so grateful to be with you this morning, as always. Uh, we are really excited about the State of Black Minnesota report. It's a important document, uh, if only because it pulls together uh, data which we've known for a long time and some new data in reporting and analysis as well uh, that puts in one place the status of black folk uh, in the state of Minnesota, at least based on data that we called from 2021. Uh, this report is meant, Freddie, to uh, catalyze both discussion, but more importantly, analysis uh, and policy change uh, that will be beneficial to the black community in Minnesota. We know that Minnesota um, lives in this tension where we are routinely, uh, based on surveys and studies, regarded as one of the best places to live, best places to work, to worship, and to raise your family uh, right here in the state of Minnesota. But when you break that data down and break that analysis down for black people, they call it disaggregating the data. It's a very different picture. And the tension is that while it's a great place to live for white people, not so much for black people. And this report, this State of Black Minnesota report, lifts up a lot of those disparities. But uh, don't get lost in the report thinking that it's only about the despair and the disparities. There's also our glimmers and messages of hope in the report that uh, highlights some of the very positive things that are happening in our community despite all of the challenges that we face. I know you just gave us a really broad brush stroke of what this report says. So I'm, I'm thinking about, and I got a chill as you were talking about uh, the state of Minnesota in some of these uh, examples that you noted. So would you say the state of Minnesota, the state of black people, uh, how would you finish that sentence? The state of black people in Minnesota is what? Is a work in progress, and we are continue to live under, uh, you know, really damaging and harmful uh, disparities that are brought about through uh, systemic racism, uh, through structural racism, through uh, policies that were based and framed in white supremacy that continue to manifest today. We continue to be challenged by this. We're all aware of uh, the report that came out. Uh, the investigative report by the Minnesota Department of Human Rights two weeks ago mm -hmm. um, that is said for the first time publicly by the State Department of Human Rights that there is systemic racism in the Minneapolis Police Department. Well, that's a reality that we've lived with for a long time here. We've known about that. But that's only one of the pieces here. So, if for an example in health, Dr. Uh, Rachel Hardiman points out that uh, the life expectancy for black people in Minnesota is seven years less than that 
of white people. White people tend to live about, on average, 81 years, black people 74 years. And if you disaggregate that further for black men and women, it's really black women who are holding up the black average at 74 years because black men uh, tend to, you know, to die sooner than that in the mid-60s. And so it's, it's, it's little nuggets like that that are important that we lift up uh, in the course of doing public of examining public policy, we know that black men continue to be killed at twice the rate of white men uh, at the hands of police. And that uh, in Minnesota, only 25 percent of black families own their own home, compared to 76 percent of white families. What I'm telling you here, I'm giving you a picture, uh, you know, sort of disaggregating or breaking this picture out a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I also want you and your listeners to understand, Freddie, that all of this is related. They're not separated. These are what we call the social determinants of health. It's impossible to be able to raise uh, healthy families and in healthy communities when you are under attack by the police, when you can't own your own home, um, when your uh, your life expectancy is substantially less than that of white neighbors. These things are all interrelated. We're talking with Stephen Belton, I should say Dr. Stephen Belton, the president of the Urban League Twin Cities, on the heels of a report on the state of black Minnesota. So education, Dr. R. Walton Beck uh, spoke about education, and there's a separate report there, too. Uh, Dr. Bruce Corey talked about business, and I'm just thinking about uh, how the we just saw the groundbreaking just yesterday of a multi-unit complex here on the north side. Yeah. So does the report talk about uh, the advances that we're making or is this just window dressing for that's covering up the real stark reality of how things are uh, business-wise in our communities? Well, I think it's, so first of all, you know, hats off to uh, Tim and Doris Baylor for uh, their exciting development over on uh, Broadway, right down the street from KMOJ Studios. Indeed. Um, really, really happy for that. But one of the things that Dr. Corey reported, uh, finds in his analysis in the State of Black Minnesota report is that before the pandemic, the number of African-American businesses actually was growing faster than non-minority firms in Minnesota. Um, and excitingly enough, 44% of all black businesses were female-owned. The pandemic has arrested that, and so the data is still out there. We're still trying to understand fully how disruptive the pandemic was for black businesses. But showings like, you know, the persistence and perseverance of, you know, Tim and Doris Baylor and their firm in getting this exciting development off on Broadway Avenue is a good harbinger. It is not the totality of the picture, and they uh, they will tell you that they face many battles, and there are still some challenges ahead. Um, but the same is true for black businesses in general. Uh, one of the underlying messages of this report is to highlight black resiliency. And so black businesses across the country and certainly here in the Twin Cities took a hit through the pandemic. Small businesses in general took a hit, but black businesses were especially vulnerable. But there are these pockets of resilience that we're seeing and that we needed to be highlighted. Two other pockets of resilience, I would think, would be with uh, David Grant had to say about arts and culture. And we just <laughs> talked about uh, how uh, I'm just reading just last week where uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis are being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah. Yours truly, I'm going into the Hall of Fame for broadcasting. Uh, and we're talking about faith, too, with Reverend Dr. John Robinson. It, are those points of light for us, Steve Belton? Absolutely. I'm glad you mentioned that, and congratulations to you and to uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Yeah, Minnesota continues to be a net exporter 
of uh, talent uh, on the artistic front. Um, you know, we, you know, people like Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis with the sounds of blackness, but we even historically looking at artists like Gordon Parks, mm-hmm. um, you know, who in, in August Wilson, both of whom, neither who was born here, but who spent their formative, uh, a good number of their formative years here and did a lot of their most important work here in Minnesota. So Minnesota, uh, one of the artists quoted in the, in David Grant's report says there must be something in the water here uh, because we continue <laughs> to have a vibrant arts community and you would know that better than anybody Freddie Bell, with your artistic self and so it's <laughs> that's very important but similarly in our faith community faith communities and houses of worship have always been built on a foundation of resilience and being able to deal with whatever cards were dealt to them. And they have continued to prosper and to show great things, even through the pandemic, and maybe even especially through the pandemic. Our places of worship uh, stayed where they were. They showed out. They adapted to be able to provide food and housing and clothing for people, but also to be able to help people in their health through the pandemic, many of them uh, offering uh, clinics that uh, provided vaccinations and so we're very proud and very pleased and blessed to have vibrant houses of worship and also to have a vibrant art scene here how can our listeners get a copy of the report sir go to the urban league twin cities website which is ultcmn.org so www.ultc which is urban league twin cities ultcmn.org if you go to the website and then just scroll down, you'll see a tab on the State of Black Minnesota Report. Click on that, and it'll take you right to the report. While you're doling out uh, congratulations, I'll do the same for you and your family. Congratulations to Sharon Sales Belton, former mayor of Minneapolis, uh, now appointed as chair for Habitat for Humanities. Yeah, we're real pleased about that. And if I may take a per point of personal privilege, sure. today, Friday the 13th of May, is my wife's birthday. Yay. And so I want to shout out to uh, my wife, Sharon, my beloved. Uh, I call her my O-A-O-T-L, my one and only true love. And uh, just happy for her birthday today and happy to be celebrating it with her. Now that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Belton, Reverend Steve Belton, thank you for sharing pearls of wisdom with us this morning and the state of black Minnesota. We'll be talking about the state of education in the coming days. Can't thank you enough for being with us and being on our morning show. Well, you are welcome. It's always a pleasure to be with you. Take be care. Be blessed today. You too. Yep.